Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your own camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joy Ann Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. You are listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, episode 48. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. You are listening to episode 48 of the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast. And I am your host, as always, Teresa Heath-Waring. I hope you've had a wonderful week and that you really enjoyed last week's episode of James Wedmore. If you haven't listened to it, then I urge you to head back and take a listen because I loved doing that episode. So much good stuff and also so much stuff that I use in my business and I use daily personally. So I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I hope you did too. If you haven't let me know, then by all means, come and let me know. But as I said last week, I have another interview for you this week because I've got so many good ones lined up with so many subjects where, do you know what? I'm not the expert on. So today's subject of YouTube, I've got Pinterest stuff coming up and I've brought in people, which is the aim of my life, to be honest, that I bring in people who are better than me at certain things. So my team, every time I brought someone on, I want them to be better than me at the thing I'm bringing them in to do. So it's exactly the same with a podcast. I want to bring you the best of the best people so that you get the best advice. So this week I have the lovely Sean and Benji on. Now, they are full-time YouTubers and have over 20 years experience in video and online marketing. They have a YouTube channel, which I urge you to go and check out, 
called Video Influencers with over 400,000 subscribers. And they've just released their book called YouTube Secrets. Now, I have just got my copy of this book and I have it in my hand, just started reading it. And I have to say, it's looking really, really good. So I'm excited to find out how the rest of the book is, but I know that they're giving away some great ideas and tips and strategies. So do check that out. It's on Amazon if you want to go and get it. I'll link it in the show notes. So they have interviewed some of the most amazing people, and I'm not even kidding you. So in the online marketing space, these people are really at the top of their game. So they have interviewed people like Gary V, Charlene Johnson, Lewis Howes, Pat Flynn, uh, Jasmine Starr, James Wedmore, literally loads of them. So these guys have really, again, gone to the best people to find out the best advice, and they've interviewed some fantastic people. Now, in today's episode, we talk all about YouTube as a search engine, which is such a good point because actually that's exactly what it is. If I need to know something, if my husband wants to fix something, we YouTube it. You know, if my daughter wants to learn her spellings, we YouTube it. You know, we literally search for things on YouTube. So we have to think of it as a search engine rather than as perhaps a social media. So they talk a bit about that, which is really, really helpful. And they also talk about how the algorithm works and how you can maximize your YouTube account to ensure that you're working with that algorithm. They also talk about how to get started and what the kind of personal barriers are. So how you feel when you first start a YouTube account and how to get over some of those things. And then they give some great tips in terms of getting personal and building up those relationships using something like YouTube. Now, I have happily admitted that YouTube is an area that A, I don't do, but B, I really want to do. But I am one of these people who is totally all or nothing. So if I'm going to start something, I'm going to do it with gusto and I'm going to do it every single week, like with the podcast, and I'm going to do my best aim to get the best version of that I can out there. So this was a really interesting episode for me, really interesting to hear what these guys were saying. They're really entertaining. And actually, I'm looking forward to meeting them later in the year when um, Sean is going to be speaking at Impact, which is going on in Irvine in California at the beginning of April. I'm just looking up at my calendar, trying to remember when it is. And I've literally just booked the ticket, but he's going to be speaking there and I'm heading to that conference. So I'm really excited about that one too. Anyway, enough of me going on. Take a listen to these guys and let us know what you think. We would love to know. I'm so excited today to introduce to you Benji and Sean. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. We are so excited to be here today. Thanks for having us. Oh, my absolute pleasure. I am, I've been doing some digging around. I've been looking at you guys. I've been watching all your stuff. I've been like binge watching YouTube videos. And I was just getting so excited today thinking that we we're going to do this interview, not only because you guys are fascinating and have done some amazing stuff, but also because for my audience, YouTube isn't something we've talked a whole lot about. And for my audience and myself personally, it's an area that I want to explore. Um, and I haven't quite got there. I haven't quite worked out how I'm going to do it. So I'm just going to be picking your brains. But what would be amazing to start with, if my audience haven't heard of you, it'd be great if you could just give us a quick rundown of who you guys are and how you got to be doing the amazing stuff that you're doing today. Absolutely. Yeah, we, um, we are Sean and Benji, uh, co-founders of Video Influencers. And um, We've come together on that project to help people that are like your community that want to build their influence and learn how to use social media to make a greater impact. And for us, we help people with online video. And that also is both of our backgrounds. So we converged on this project and on this book, but Benji's got an entire business and uh, multiple YouTube channels. And uh, I do as well. Benji's based up in Seattle. I'm based in Vegas. Um, and I have a tech channel. He's got a cooking channel. Him and his wife vlog. And so both of us together have over two decades of experience on YouTube. You know, we're also both college dropouts. We come from the same small town um, in the uh, northwest of the United States on um, the Seattle area. And we've both personally seen the power of YouTube transform our lives, our families, businesses we've been involved in. Benji's been a real estate agent and he was able to 
just 10x his real estate business using YouTube, even with a relatively small channel. So really, both of our backgrounds, and Benji can fill in some details, but we've just been doing this online video thing for years. We've mm-hmm. achieved a lot of success in different niches and helped others do that. And so in the last few years, we thought, you know, we got to get this message out. Like yeah. we're living in an era of such incredible opportunity. And YouTube is one of those platforms. And I love that you mentioned you haven't covered it much because actually it doesn't, it kind of is almost not mentioned in the social mm-hmm. media conversation. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, it's a little bit different. And I think that there's reasons for that. But I do think that there's some opportunity for your audience to really take some digital territory to build their brands and make a greater impact by embracing YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah, and if I was to add uh, a little bit to that, you know, what makes Sean and I unique in the sense of YouTube is the fact that not only are him and I creators, of course, I call myself a YouTuber vlogger. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean is um, obviously a YouTube expert. Our decade of experience each was not just for ourselves, but to support other people. So my wife, um, Judy of It's Judy Time, she hit um, over 3 million followers on YouTube um, in oh the my past few years. And I was always behind the scenes helping her as well as Sean helping other people build their personal brands. And we both helped businesses grow. And I think that's what's unique. And that's where our passion comes from mm-hmm. um, in terms of what Video Influencers is all about, the book that we're going to be talking about. And we saw the power not only for ourselves, but for so many other people in so many different industries, no matter what your business is, no matter what your passion is. And that's why we're so excited about YouTube, because like Sean said, it's really not spoken about a lot yet. You know, you talk to this younger generation and you even talk to, you know, successful business people, they all want YouTube exposure. They want yeah. to build a channel um, and they want to make money doing it. So that's what that's what our passion is all about, helping other creators build their influence and come and impact with online video. And I think it's such a good point what you've said in the sense that um, they don't, people don't talk about YouTube a lot. You know, I do lots of social media conferences, my background's marketing, and YouTube seems to be one of those things that you're either, it's either in YouTube or, or you're not in YouTube. You know, it's not like, it's not attached as a tool. So, you know, if I go into a business or we talk to businesses and sort of say, what marketing tools are you using? We talk about video, but we don't always talk about YouTube as a strategy, which is interesting. And then, like you said, you've got this other side of the world where like, I have a stepson who's 15 and I can promise you all he does is watch YouTube. And I told him that I was interviewing you guys and he's like, who are they? Let me see them. And he's like, you know, wanted to see who you've spoken to and things. So, I think sometimes it feels like from a business perspective, like we'd never quite get to use YouTube the way that it can be used. And maybe it feels a little bit far away from us. Like how on earth do we break into this kind of world that seems a very enclosed world? Like, you know, you have your own, you know, your YouTubers, like, you know, how do, how do you even start to get into that world if you're not even in it? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think one of the reasons for that is YouTube is... I believe, and we both believe, is an incredible high ROI, a return on investment of your time and energy. However, a couple things about YouTube that make it different than other social networks is YouTube is much more of a long game than, say, going live on Facebook or maybe some of the results you can get on Instagram. So the allure of some of the other platforms is like, wow, even if I'm just starting, I can get some momentum by maybe my friends sharing this on Facebook by Mm -hmm. kind of tapping into hashtags and the Instagram algorithm. And I'm getting, even if I'm just starting, maybe 100 views on a video or 50 likes on a post or a couple thousand or whatever. And sometimes YouTube, you start and it feels like such a ghost town. Mm -hmm. And it feels like your results are not paying off up front. And YouTube is kind of flipped. It's like you invest though, it's a heavier investment on the front end. Mm-hmm. But if you break through, when you break through, the dividends are massive. And the yeah. reason for that is because YouTube is a search engine and it also has the most generous kind of suggested videos algorithm. Once you get sucked into that algorithm, you have a bit of content out there and your videos are being found in search, but also they're being recommended. Yeah. You know, right now I looked at Think Media and we get something like, which is my personal channel. We get something like 20 million impressions, just impressions a month, right? Just like a, on your mm-hmm. Facebook feed, it says reach. That's yeah. just how many people like saw it, right? They didn't necessarily yeah. engage. No. You get like 20 million impressions. Well, it said this, that in my YouTube studio beta, in my backend, it said 50% of those are from YouTube 
recommending my content. Why? Not, not paid traffic, no. Not, uh, not no other reason. YouTube and, and them recommending is it's not also search either. It's someone literally seeing a suggested video. It's hitting their homepage. Mm-hmm. So if you put out quality content and it gets sucked up into the algorithm, 10 million people last month, YouTube for free, it was like little robots went up holding up signs and said, hey, do you want to go check out this guy's videos? Do you want to go look amazing. at these guys' videos? That is absolutely stunning. Now, the problem is, is that there is a level of grit, a level of investment, yeah. and we don't want to overstate that. I mean, again, you can get started. Just grab your smartphone, start uploading content, but I think that's what's daunting. You got yeah. to upload a video. You got to do a description. You got to make a thumbnail mm. versus shooting a quick Instagram story, you can get quicker short-term results. Yeah, That Instagram story is gone in 24 hours. Meanwhile, Benji and I have videos that are four years old that still get videos today. So YouTube's almost like an investment in a bank. It like accrues great interest over time and creates a snowball of momentum for your business, your profits, your influence. But you definitely got to do some heavy lifting up front. Yeah. And I think that is probably one of the big things, isn't it? So like you said, it's super easy to get your phone, go on Insta story. You know that people are going to expect it to be rough and ready. And then we go on and one of the guys, and we're going to talk about some of the people you've interviewed, which are phenomenal, but one of the guys that we have in common is Pat Flynn. And I went to Pat's studio and it's amazing. And the cameras are amazing and the lights and the sound and the, and you just look at that and think, oh my word, how am I ever going to get to that? How am I like, and, and the problem is I think we look at, you know, there's this great saying, you know, you compare your day one with someone else's day 500. But like, you know, you look at that and think, well, if it's YouTube, it's got to be, it's got to be proper. It's got to be good. The quality has got to be good. And therefore that almost, you know, entry, the barrier to entry seems a little bit harder than maybe just going live on Facebook or something. Yeah. I will love to answer this because Mm. I think this is one of the number one barriers for people to get into YouTube, this perception that it's got to be perfect. Yeah. Or, you know, there's got to be a lot of production. I've got to buy all this gear. Um, so Sean and I, we've been in this for a very long time. Um, and even when we started Video Influencers, a channel that him and I co-founded, mm-hmm. uh, we had the ability to use some of the best cameras, the best equipment. We already were set up from our other yeah. channels. Uh, he had a, a few channels. I had a few channels. But literally, our first videos were done on a webcam. Literally a webcam, yeah. right? No professional audio. Um, it was just what was on board my laptop's monitor. And even this right here, you know, I, yeah. I've got a professional studio at home. When I say professional, it's just like in my office, in my backyard. Yeah. But here I'm on my phone, right? Yeah. Using a microphone that's attached to it. Um, I'm just monitoring audio with some, you know, free earphones for my uh, phone purchase. So yeah. I'd say, you know, everyone looks at how people end up. They forget about how they started. Yeah. So remember, and this is another thing too, on on the flip side of that, um, Sean talks about, you know, how many people have been exposed to his videos. What's going to be mind blowing is how many other videos there are out there that people are being exposed to that have no production quality. Yeah. Yeah. Are very casual, still adding tons of value. Mm. And if you kind of like understand that, I'm sure a lot of people watching this can relate to this. Yeah. Watch a YouTube video that didn't necessarily have the best lighting, maybe it wasn't even edited, but yeah. still solved the problem, right? Yeah. Maybe answered a question for them. And the point is the value is what's most important. I'd say like, if you're just starting out, the one tip I'd give quickly um, mm-hmm. this is the value you give to your content is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Everything else comes after that. So if yeah. you've got a great personality and you're passionate about something, if you know what you're talking about and you can answer people's questions or help them out, or you're just genuinely wanting to like give to whoever is watching, that yeah. is that is what's most important to focus on. And then it'll help you get over that barrier of not having the right, you know, equipment or setup. Yeah. And I think probably we are in a much better position now than perhaps we've ever been, aren't we? Because we do have these phenomenal phones and we can I'm addicted to Amazon Prime. You know, I'm ordering stuff on there all the time. But like, you know, you can pick up a mic and a lapel mic for like seven pounds or, you know, you can get these things, the ring lights and that sort of stuff for not a huge amount of money. I just think, like I said, sometimes people look at it and think, oh, it's got to be a good setup. It's got to have all this equipment. And especially the camera quality, I guess that's what people probably want 
the most or think they need the most. But tell me, because one of the things that I just honestly blew me away when I looked at your channel and went through the people you've interviewed, and I've written some names down that kind of jumped straight out to me. Uh, so you've had Gary V, which that is like unbelievable. That is like the biggest of the biggest. Uh, Lewis Howes, uh, Charlene Johnson, we've talked about Pat Flynn, and then people in my world and people that my listeners might recognize, you know, the likes of Jenna Kutcher, Jasmine Starr, Amy Landino, James Wedmore, who I talk about a lot. I was with him a couple of weeks ago in Laguna Beach at a conference. And also I noticed that you'd had Coach Tulin, who I also met at the conference because she was at the same conference with James. So, I mean, you have had some of social media world's most amazing people. How do you get to, what's your secret? You know, if I want Gary Vee to come on the podcast, what have I got to say to him to get him on? What, how do you get these guys on? Well, I'll let Benji talk about Gary and then um, I can tackle a lot of those other names. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'd say, first off, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And I think that's another thing that I would love to you know, share with your viewers, you just got to get started right now, because yeah. all the things that are going to be looked at, like what you mentioned, like Gary and Shailene mm-hmm. Dante and all these other people, those are relationships that were being built for years. Yeah. Um, the way I got Gary onto our show is I was one of his first clients as a YouTuber for his company, Media back in, I want to say 2009, 2010, right? Wow. So um, I also went to a lot of his book signings for years. So he was like, kind of like yeah. learning who I was and kind of recognize my face. Um, but I'd say the, the number one thing in terms of Gary was he just recognized that we really wanted to teach people. We wanted to mm-hmm. add value to our audience. So I'd say that's like the most practical thing um, that we were just doing stuff for a long time that helped build the relationship. And yeah. then our channel was something that he would be proud to be on. The second part yeah. is we align ourselves in terms of our interview requests with when they're trying to promote something. So yeah. Gary was coming out with, uh, what was the book called? Um, Ask Gary V. Ask Gary V book at the mm-hmm. time. And we said, hey, we've got this audience. And by the way, he already kind of knew who I was. So it wasn't like I had to, but yeah. it was incentivizing him to be on even yeah. more so. So we've got this audience at the time. I think we might've had like 100,000 people watching or maybe less. And we literally just said, we would love to interview you, ask you a few questions add value to our audience, but also promote your book since we know that it's launching. So mm-hmm. when you when you have that convergence, it's the ability to promote and to get people onto your show is a lot more likely. And even with a small audience, see yeah. what Gary and other people like him understand is even if it's a smaller audience, they might be primed to be people that might want to buy their book or their program mm-hmm. or their digital product. So those are my two tips. Um, but again, it started a long time ago. It wasn't yeah. just like I picked up the phone. Yeah. Said, hey, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's the point that Sean and I always make when we first are talking to people or just starting out, that you just got to start today because yeah. you don't want to start three years from now and it takes another three years to mm-hmm. get to those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, it's really well put, Benji, because it, there is something about just kind of starting and I think a few pillars we try to live by is is one, I mean, we try to to live our personal lives with integrity. And what I mean by that is just our, our brand over time, integrity, patience, um, quality of the content that we put out and adding value to the audience, respect to the person that we would want to interview, bringing really thoughtful questions. And then the snowball of that building up because video influencers still started from scratch and actually, our first really two, three interviews were Tim Delaghetto, who has a lot of influence, but it was a connection that Benji already had. Then it was my friend, Nikki Philippi. And so this goes into how Shalene Johnson ended up in the show. And you know now I'm a Marketing Impact Academy ambassador, and we're great yeah. friends. So it's like the kind of things that happened years later. Well, Nikki Philippi um, did a, came to Vegas for a meetup. And Sony was like, hey, this YouTuber I watched named Nikki Philippi is in Vegas. Um, we should go go to it. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. So I met her, I met Dan, and we just kind of developed this relationship before video influencers started. So when it started, I was like, hey, Nikki, would you come on over a million subscribers? Zero hesitation. She's like, of course, right? Well, so then I, for a season of my life, was living in Irvine, California. And I was like, man, I'm in Shalene Johnson's backyard. I um, loved her podcast, her content, it impacted my life. I was like, hey, would you come on video influencers and tweeted her? 
And immediately her team replied, was like, hey, fill out this form, you know? And then though, <laughs> yeah. I got followed and got a DM and she's like, yeah, come to my house. I was like, what? So that's a level of trust, man. And <laughs> yeah. So we went that's and shot, like, no doubt, right? <laughs> shot this in-person interview. And so then I asked her actually quite a bit later, like, why'd you say yes? Because Video Influencers was like under 10,000 subscribers, maybe under a couple wow. thousand. It was, brand, it was actually brand new. Yeah. She said for a couple of reasons. She said, number one, Simply because I thought if that girl Nikki said yes, you yeah. seem like you might be good people. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a principle for anybody that wants to do interview shows. They stack, right? You, mm-hmm. you they see somebody else, and that just is a bridge of trust. But then, secondly, she goes, To be honest, I understand where this stuff's going. And I would actually rather go on your YouTube channel with a few thousand subscribers than local television or television in this area right now, because I don't think right. that's going to move the needle for my brand because the world is going so digital and whatnot. And uh, you seem like a good guy, so I gave it a shot. And and by the way, James was like the third interview, and he was lived down the street from me in Laguna Beach, and yeah. um, his stuff had impacted me. So again, he was like, "Sure, man." You, so those early ones were very much organic relationships, yeah. but then that built that snowball. And you know, I met Lewis at Marketing Impact Academy backstage, mm-hmm. and um, and then so he was like, "Sure." And by the way, I love what Benji said. That Lewis interview was right around School of Greatness. We had Grant Cardona on. It was when he was putting out Obsessed or Be Average. Mm -hmm. I tweeted him. I said, hey, would you do an interview a year before? Not not even him. It's like, it was just no. Book was coming out. They're like, when can we schedule it? (laughs) We want it done in like the next 24 hours. uh, And and all those other relationships are because of great people. And then the last piece, Jenna, Jasmine, they were at Social Media Marketing World and we were there. Probably one of the biggest things that has helped us um, build video influencers is going to events and batch producing interviews because this is actually a side project for us. Where our plates are pretty full with our primary mm-hmm. brands, but so we have to have smart systems, smart workflows, and so that this last year at most social media marketing world, we were able to shoot no less than sixteen interviews in wow. three days. The worst three days of our life, you know, like yeah. <laughs> headache, tired. I don't know if I can think straight. But we only release one a week, so that was 16 weeks of content. And the nice. cool thing about events like that is, is people bring, you know, is everybody kind of converges in one place. Yeah. And we've loved the opportunity to try as much as possible to do in-person interviews. We do on, online interviews kind of like this. Yeah. We'll do whatever. But those in-person, I think, has been something that uh, has kind of made some of what we're doing special. Yeah. And do you know what? You both said something that was such a good point and actually how... I got some of my first podcast interviews is the fact that it was relationship. And I think I've probably said the story on, I don't know if I have said the story actually, but basically I was out in San Diego. I'd met uh, Pat a few times. In fact, Pat and I had spoke on the same stage. He was speaking before me. I joked, he was my warm-up act, that sort of thing. <laughs> and we got on well, we had drinks. And then I was in social media marketing world and he was there and he was doing, oh no, I think it was traffic and conversion. He was doing some question and answers. And someone said, how did you get to build relationships with people of influence. And he said, take them for a coffee. So of course I flew back to the UK and I thought, I need to do this. Like, but how on earth when I live in the UK and they're over in San Diego. So I booked a flight and I sent him a message, a video message saying, hey Pat, you said take someone for a coffee. I'm flying, you know, 5,000 miles to take you for a coffee. And he said, yes, immediately. And it was amazing. And, and, you know, and obviously he knew me and he'd seen me. So he was, he agreed to it the same with Amy Porterfield in that trip. I met Amy as well through the same way. So like you said, it's almost like when you, you work hard on those relationships for the first few, but then once you've got those, the doors start opening for other people. Because like you said, you know, I just need to now say to lots of people who are in the social media space, I've had Amy and Pat as my first two guests and they kind of go, oh, okay. You know, and, and some of them will go, well, can I have this stat and that stat and all the others? But generally they don't. So, you know, that's, that's it, it, honestly, it really does work. And if anybody's listening and wants to do anything where they're hooking up with someone, it really is about a bit of the slow game. You know, this, I couldn't have done that within like a couple of days. So, and one thing else you said, which is really interesting. And one of the reasons that's put me off from doing a proper YouTube channel is the consistency. So how important is it? Because I obviously put the podcast out weekly. And if I do the YouTube channel, I want to, I want to do that weekly. I want to make sure every single week, same day, I'm putting something out. How important is that consistency? Well, 
one of the things is um, in our book, YouTube Secrets, we have the seven C's to success mm-hmm. on that platform. And one of the C's is consistency. It's yeah. that important. In fact, it's uh, one of the uh, final ones because it's just like anything in life, right? You got to put out uh, the, the effort. You got to practice. You got to get better. Mm-hmm. But more so what you're doing on YouTube that sets you apart really from other platforms is you're building a relationship. So yeah. think about a relationship you have with somebody you're going to school with, right? And that you see every single day in class. What's interesting is I feel, you know, when I was growing up, um, you know, in high school or even elementary school, I built some amazing relationships at school just yeah. from the fact that I would see them every single day. Mm-hmm. So that consistent connection is yeah. The essence is what uh, what makes you as a YouTuber or a creator or a business person using um, YouTube as a platform to connect that sets you apart. And that consistency to show up on people's feeds is very, very important. Yeah. And I, I believe that trust is really the foundation to opportunities on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, for example, my wife and I, one of the reasons we get sponsored by so many brands and they want to work with us. Um, is because our audience trusts us. We yeah. always had integrity as a driving factor in what we do, especially when we're doing things with uh, you know brands. And because of that trust, we're always getting opportunities, and our fans aren't put off by it. Um, you know, and there's there's a second part to that too. The algorithm on YouTube yeah. loves consistency, okay. and if you're just uploading you know ten episodes at the beginning of the year and then nothing else the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be as powerful as uploading just one per week for the whole year because, you know, we've actually found this is true. A lot of uh, stories and we just went on tour for a book and there's people that we met that said, you know, when I uploaded a video per day for a whole month, I just, my reach just skyrocketed. Nice. I gained so many subscribers, tons of views. Well, it makes sense because the algorithm is really promoting you because it knows that you're somebody that's putting out content yeah. regularly. So just for those two things, it's so important, but I would love to hear from Sean because one of the ways we were able to do it, being so busy, was batch producing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's the big question is is we know the importance of consistency, but how do you do it? And I think this would add massive value to your audience no matter what they're doing and you mm-hmm. personally to really embrace batching. And I this is really well illustrated by a question I received recently from um, a, a YouTube creator. She's a mom of four. Her vision was to help new moms on YouTube. And so I said, here's a video idea for you. 10 things I wish I knew uh, when I was a new mom. But I don't don't want you to actually make that into one video. I actually want to be 10 videos. And she was like, oh, wow. And I was like, and ultimately, you know, if you did the 10 things and you want to keep the video kind of like Shalene says, be brief, be bright, be fun and be done. You probably want to keep that under 10 minutes. So you're not going to probably be able to go deep on any of those. But you now, you could probably, and I go, I know you could write down all 10 right now, right? She's like, yeah, I'm writing right now. <laughs> so those are top of mind ideas. She's writing them down. And then it's build each into an episode though. Like share kind of a story, show, yeah. share the illustration, share a few things, maybe keep it um, pretty short, but maybe that video could become three to five minutes. And I think when you're starting and you're really building your brand at first, I actually think shorter is better. I think you yeah. earn trust for people to pay attention longer. So now this becomes this breakout series for her. And then I say, you could shoot all 10 of those at one time, kind of get the notes on all of them, sit down. What you could do is put out a few different shirts and maybe a few different jewelry combinations if you want to do that and then shoot all 10. And now you have 10 weeks of content. Mm -hmm. You still are going to have to kind of edit it, get it ready and go through those other steps, but you might be able to batch edit, batch upload, get that ready, but still only release one video a week. And, um, and that's how you get momentum. And that is the only way we're able to sustain video influencers and some of the things that we're doing. And really quick, just to add a little bit of deeper value too, mm-hmm. with that consistency, I think it's also important not just to just show up consistently, but there's four things that you also want to be doing inside of consistency. One is frequency. We yeah. think once a week. And if you could pick a day, I'm sure maybe some of your audience knows Marie Forleo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is a great model of YouTube kind of in the entrepreneur space because she's had Marie TV for almost five to six years, yeah. I believe. Every Tuesday, that new episode comes out. I'm on her newsletter, so I get that email. Amazing. So maybe it's Tuesday morning, your new 
you know, video gets once a week. People know the frequency, and we think once a week. You also want to be, though, consistent in your messaging and your promise. And I'm sure you've talked about this, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be all over the place in your messaging. So each week you keep saying the same promise. You build momentum. People expect they know what to you know, have from you. You also want to be consistent in the time and the place. So if possible, maybe it's every if it's YouTube, it's every Tuesday morning or whatever time for you, every Saturday yeah. morning, whatever it is. And then the fourth thing would be that emotional experience. You also want to be consistent and not just the information you deliver, mm-hmm. but I think one of the biggest differentiation points for creators right now is a lot of people got traction on how-to information, but information al- an- alone is not enough. You need to create connections. Yeah. And the only way you can create a connection is by being yourself, be you times two, share some of your personality, share your emotion, mm-hmm. bring that energy. And you know, if, we're, if we were doing a brand board, building out our personal brands for yeah. everybody listening, we would think, what emotions do people have when they encounter you? What's, what are some of those elements, those consistent things? We do the lightning round in our interview show. And so besides being all about business and how to grow your YouTube channel, halfway through every show, stole it from John Lee Dumas. We just go to the, uh, the, the lightning round, have some fun, ask a couple random questions yeah. because we also want to have that emotional experience attached to our videos. So I think that it, there is that showing up consistently that we've done now on video influencers over the last four years, but we've tried to be consistent in those other areas as well. So people now know how the jingle, they know the outro statement, they know yeah. the intro statement, you know, and when you map all those together, if the final thing I would say, right, we've said a lot, um, was, uh, was when you also want to stay consistent, I think it's good to have a template or a framework. Yeah. If you have to look at a blank canvas every day, when you're going to put your videos together, it could be discouraging and overwhelming. But mm-hmm. for us, we kind of know our, we have a little intro, drop the logo, we introduce ourselves, we share the content. So it's almost like plug and play to try to, what we're talking about here is removing friction and creating yeah. smart systems to, so that you can still have a life, still be with your family but also still serve your audience and build momentum. And here's the key. If you stick to just once a week, like Benji said, you could go really fast, but to stick to once a week, get that routine and be committed to a couple of years. You'll be stunned with yeah. the amount of momentum, trust. People, they're knowing, you're, they're knowing the rhythm, they're feeling the vibe, but that it takes time. Great things take time. And uh, YouTube is definitely a marathon and not a sprint. I love that. There's some great stuff you said there. I love the fact that you said it's consistency and you've got to keep going because we, you know, marketing, I work in an industry where people want it tomorrow. And literally I will have someone going, oh my God, I've got to launch next week. Can you sort it out? And it's like, no, no, it doesn't work like that, you know? And trying to say to people, you've just got to, and even in the early days, you're not going to get people listening or watching or reading, but you've got to keep going. And it's those people that keep going that really you know, actually win at the end, isn't it? Because they had the tenacity to keep going. So I love that. And I also love the fact that you talked about consistency in, I guess, character and your personality and how you come across. Because one of the things that I loved, you know, about the podcast and about YouTube is that it's completely authentic. And if you're not being authentic, man, that must be hard to keep going. Do you know what I mean? Could you imagine if you started off in a certain way and then you had to carry on for years? Like, oh God, every time I go on camera, I've got to put this act on that I've set for myself. So I love the fact and consistency of, you know, how you are and and how your character comes across. And that's just awesome. So let's talk about the book because you guys have obviously produced a book. And one thing I find fascinating is that, Obviously, you guys come from the video side of the world. The reason I do the podcast is because I like talking over writing. So how was it? How did it come about? And tell us all about it. So, yeah, it's a a fun story because, yeah, we've been creating YouTube videos for Mm -hmm. a decade each. Uh, I think combined, it's anywhere from like four to 5,000 videos. I I know that's a huge gap, but it's a lot of videos. So um, how does writing a book even come about right yeah well um, I'll let Sean tell a little bit about that story but you know the process of writing this book and you know the difficulty of it and getting over those challenges really was because of our passion um, Mm -hmm. to help people you know there's uh, seven principles to YouTube success at the beginning of the book Um, there's some tactics strategies at the second half of the book Um, and we wanted to create something that someone could read in a short amount of times. I think the average mm-hmm. reader could read it for three to five hours and really feel not only 
like they know what to do to get started, but feel inspired to know that they can do it like that. Mm -hmm. It is possible because like you mentioned, a lot of people look at YouTube and they're like, this is so daunting. I've never done video. I need the nicest camera or, you know, it's too late. It's, you know, these people that have succeeded have been doing this for 10 years. And a lot of the stories that are in that book is what inspired us to just keep going and write this book and get over those hurdles uh, because it was tough, right? But uh, the book <laughs> okay. is really our heart for what we do on video influencers and YouTube secrets is that book. But yeah, I'll let uh, Sean tell the story of how that came about and uh, you know what, what he wants to say about it. Yeah, you know, I think uh, the book has been inspired by so many great people who've written books. And what is funny is so many different um, social media people. Pat Flynn's a great example. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got some great books out. Yeah. Um, Lewis Howe is a great example. Yeah. Uh, Brenna Burchard, these, you know, books are so powerful. And I think for us, it was a couple things. One, um, the truth is, and anybody that I've, I've learned this from many mentors, the best way to sometimes write a book is write it in community. So mm-hmm. a lot of bloggers, technically, they'll, they'll usually blog their book. And then eventually it ends up in a book. And if you're a super fan, you actually might not see a lot new. It'll just be organized different oh, okay. because you've been reading the blog for a couple of years. The same would probably be true that if you were to dive into video influencers and, and uh, watch all the content on our channel, you would, you would eventually piece yeah. together everything in the book, but it's, it's, it's scattered, it's disorganized. You know, some interviews are better than others. There's different <laughs> things. Not, all, not everything that was communicated was super tested and refined. So I think the power of the book is, is a couple things and why we wanted to do it. One, we're living in such a distracted uh, generation now, and I'm I'm guilty as anybody. You know, mm-hmm. I can't even watch the full 15 seconds on an Instagram story. I'm tapping through those <laughs> things. You know, I have like I a one second mean. attention span. Yeah. <laughs> and so, if you really want transformation, though, to learn a concept deeper, and not just to get tactics, Twitter tactics, three minute YouTube video, it's a tactic. Yeah, if you really want to absorb strategy and get the right thinking and the right mentality. A tweet is not enough. Even a YouTube video doesn't quite immerse you enough. And so the book is, was the, our passion for having that deep level of transformation that you get the right steps in the right order on a framework of the seven C's of YouTube success that we've refined for the last four years. And, and that's what we're seeing from the reviews of people that have read the book is they're like, it's connecting the dots. Now the whole strategy is making sense. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the big picture and I'm getting tactics and I'm yeah. seeing how they all fit together with a lot of fresh insights as well. And so um, there's that piece. I also think I think it's important to say for your audience, we know the value of having a book as an authority pillar. Yes. How that yeah. can lead to speaking, um, how it can... There's, I know Michael Stelzner used to say this about social media marketing world, although he is changing now and saying that not, he doesn't believe every speaker needs to have a book. He used Mm -hmm. to say every speaker needs to have a book. And the reason why was he said, it tells me that they have taken the time to sit down and organize their information. Yeah. If they've even gone through that process, I know that they could probably communicate linear, that they could lead someone from point A to point B as opposed Mm -hmm. as opposed to just shotgun some info about social or some random tactics. So kind of that same idea. So it really forced us to level up to like create a framework and work on it and try to break it and think through it. It forced us to um, really think about the journey of someone and help them learn that whole strategy. And then to put out something that we could really be proud of. You know, again, we actually declared in a video on YouTube Uh in 2014 in December (laughs) as video influencers were starting. Because from the get-go, we wanted to, to, to yeah. write this book. Um, and we said, the book's coming in 2015. Oh, God. Well, I love it when you do that, don't you? Three years, <laughs> yeah, three years later, it actually came out. But we're so grateful that it was right and not rushed. And, uh, and that's sort of the experience people are getting. So you also, uh, probably the last thing to state is that people learn in different ways. I yeah. think that's the wisdom of like the Gary Vee content model mm-hmm. is that there's medium posts and video content and podcast content. And for most entrepreneurs, you can't start that way. You, you, you yeah. got to pick one. You can't yeah, be doing yeah. everything. But as you can scale with team or as time passes, it's also, I think, reaching a, a whole nother audience. And the last thing I would say too is, you know, Amazon's also a search engine. Yeah. And yeah. the book is doing really good. We're seeing it even ranking on Amazon. Awesome. This, is, this might sound crazy, but it's stunning that in 2018, when the book came out, no one had really written 
to this day, a YouTube book that is really properly written. We've all seen the eBooks and they're good, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, the eBooks, a few blog posts that like they hired a VA to edit it. It's a 75 page. Like there's a lot of YouTube content like that, but we have not, we don't know of one substantive kind of YouTube guide. So that was also a massive gap in the market. It wasn't like some of these other platforms that have been covered pretty well, like a guy Kawasaki or some of those guys. YouTube hasn't been written about. Um, and so that was a, an opportunity with us, with the Video Influencers brand. And so we're pretty, uh, it, it's blown us away by how well it's doing and how well people are responding. And um, and I think that's just to, to summarize, I think that that absorption of deeper strategy is the opportunity for everybody listening. Yeah. That's why I'm sure we both listen to audiobooks. We are yeah. readers or leaders. We, we're listening to all kinds of stuff to always be leveling up. And, and it's like, well, why would you need that when there's blog posts and Twitter? I think because there's tactics and there's strategy and you get deeper strategy and understanding mm-hmm. when you go into longer form content. Yeah, I totally agree. And do you not think that it's, you immerse more in that thing. Whereas when you are consuming content online, don't get me wrong, it's awesome. Like what, again, a world we live in that, you know, I can like search anything in YouTube and find out how to do it. But when I really want to understand and spend some time and consider then you you read a book or then you listen to Audible because you want to get right in on that subject rather than just consuming a bit of content that was excellent and move on and do something else. You know, so it's more about a, a more deeper strategy of learning that. And I guess as well, no one, when you think of YouTubers, you don't think of people who are writing books. Hence why maybe there's not many books out there because the skill set is so different. Um, I need to ask, just because I'm super nosy, how did you split the work? Did one of you do more than the other and, you know, therefore get a bigger percentage of the book? Or were you pretty good at splitting it? So so to answer the question directly, uh, you know, we're totally 50-50 on the book um, and in the process, but we did work with a ghostwriter. So we recorded 40, you know, 20 hours of the outline, 40 hours, and then some extra hours of the content. So much like Gary Vee, um, it's our voice, it's our brand voice. And, and actually going into it, we knew we had to do that because it was like, wait a minute, are you, are you going to type? And then I'm going to type and then yeah. we're going to try to figure it out. And we're going to, yeah. so as, as solo writers, um, I have a few other books out from the, the past that were more like eBooks. We'll probably, as we're going forward, you know, create content in different ways. Um, but yeah, I, that was, that was the critical element, I think, yeah. to bringing cohesion to the project. Absolutely. And the final thing I would say is this would be true for any piece of content, just because I'm actually geeking out on this a little bit. <laughs> I think books are so powerful because arguably we've spent uh, you know, 500 hours, at least probably, that has gone into this book, whether from interviewing people, it's maybe more like a thousand hours. Then you could probably add up that we have all of our careers that have gone into it. And we have now got it down into a book that people can read in about four hours. That's the amazing. audiobook comes in and that's coming out soon, comes in at like three and a half hours. So I think that's also the power of content like this. You know, when we're batch producing those 10 tip videos, you might try to get those done like prep in four hours and get them done in the next day in another four, right? That's so much different as opposed to how much research and the statistics. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so awesome. Somebody has gone out there and invested 10,000 hours And now they're going to deliver it to you in three minutes, three hours. That's why I love books. It's like, come on, man, you've done so much heavy lifting. You're giving me the shortcut to the right yeah. information that I need, to the consolidated information. Thank you for going yeah. and doing the 10,000 so I could get it in three. But, and you're completely right. You know, all that time and energy and knowledge and experience and all poured into one book that basically gives you the shortcut because you guys have done it all. And I'm sure even though your YouTube careers have been phenomenal and you're in amazing places right now, it wasn't always like that. You know, you obviously didn't wake up one day and have hundreds of thousands of followers or subscribers. And, you know, it took a lot of work and you're basically giving people those more succinct steps and the kind of don't do this, do do this. And like you said, it's, it's huge. And I'm, I've ordered a copy. I'm super excited to read it. Now I have to admit, I don't read books. I listen to books. So 
And, but the funny thing is I have lots of books on my bookshelf because then I, this is so sad to admit, but then I buy every book so I can take a photo for my Instagram. Right? <laughs> it's not sad. I, it might be sad to admit, but I do the exact same thing. I literally <laughs> just spent a hundred dollars on Amazon and I'm not going to read any of those books. I'm going to buy all the audibles. It's, it's, it's super <laughs> strange. Funny. It's like, that's funny. But, okay. It's such a weird world, isn't it? And sometimes like, and actually I did, um, one of the books I bought the other day was a uh, uh, brand story, story brand. Uh, so by Donald good. Miller. Oh my God, it's so World good. class. Everybody listening has to listen to that one, man. That totally. That's totally. fire. I literally, every meeting I'm going into, every person I speak to, I'm like, you must read this book. Um, and I, I listened to it. And then because there were so many good, think about this, answer this question, do this thing, I thought I've got to go through the book and read it uh, properly so I can do all those exercises. So obviously I'm going to read a book and I can't wait to learn more because like I said, this is definitely an area I want to go down. So to finish, other than buying the book and going and looking at all of your videos, Uh because they cover such amazing subjects, if I or my audience wanted to get started, what would kind of be your your biggest tip or your biggest kind of consideration for them to get started on YouTube? Yeah, the first thing I would say to that is realize how big the world is and how big YouTube is compared to that. Because YouTube has 2 billion logged in users monthly watching videos on that platform. There's, I want to say like 7 to 8 billion people on the planet, maybe 7 billion. But there's so much more growth potential. Mm -hmm. But even if you think about the 2 billion possible viewers, you know, like uh, PewDiePie, I think he just hit 70 million subscribers, which is ridiculous, right? I mean, Sean and I are here with our 300,000 subscribers and we think that's a, a massive and it is. It, it is, is massive. <laughs> um, and I'd say, like, don't get mixed up with those numbers. But the reason I mentioned 2 billion is mm. because if you've got a passion, if you've got something that you're good at, you're an expert at, mm-hmm. and you really, really are inspired to connect with other people to help them, realize there's a community not just in the United States or in the UK or in Australia or wherever you're at. There's literally an all, in, all audience all over the world. Mm. So that community that you have that may be like a thousand subscribers is just going to continue to grow mm. because the one thing that people forget so quickly, and we always are quick to remind them, is YouTube is a search platform. Yeah. That's what sets it apart outside of the fact that it has a ton of videos. There's just, you know, there's facebook and instagram and even twitter's getting in the video game linkedin mm-hmm. launch video obviously people are trying to creep up on youtube but the reason and this is another little side story we were originally going to name the book video influencers self-titled after our channel but yeah. what we realized in the four years of writing this book is how significant youtube really is yeah we were kind of like afraid to plant that flag but what we realize is, man, when it comes to searching for, for the answer to your question, to mm-hmm. the solution to your problem, to just like, you know, learning how to cook something, right? Yeah. Or what's the best reviews for this new camera I'm looking at? YouTube was a place to go. And if you really embrace that thought and start with that in mind with everything you do and that at the end of the day, what you're trying to accomplish is add value then everything else, especially if you read our book, well, you'll figure out. It is yeah. that simple. And I think about that all the time that, you know, there's somebody on the other side of this uh, phone or on the other side of this computer that's yeah. typing away at the search bar and they're looking for a piece of content. I want to be that piece of content. Now, obviously yeah. not for everything, right? But for specifically YouTube how-to stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Me personally do a lot of food stuff on my food channel. My wife and I are family bloggers. You want to be that piece of content that they're consuming because everything is going to happen through content these days. You know, the reason influencer marketing is working so well is because traditional marketing isn't working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the billboards, TV. I mean, like everybody watches things on streaming services. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a lot that I'm like throwing at you. I know you're trying to- <laughs> It's fine, no. Carry on. (laughs) This is the thing, the tactics, the strategies, the principles, not only can you read them on our book, but there's our channel, there's other channels, do your own research. The mindset, that is the most important thing because the number one uh, mistake people make is they quit. But if you realize 
how much opportunity there is. Sean even mentioned, like, it's crazy to us in 2018 that there isn't more books about YouTube. Yeah. Like YouTubers or from people that are in it. They're just really so-called experts that have maybe done enough research, but the the space is wide open. And -hmm. if you can master YouTube, you can really master all the other video platforms. Um, You know, Sean and I, we're really into LinkedIn video right now for like business people, entrepreneurs, you know, getting in touch with the gatekeepers and decision makers. Mm -hmm. So man, that's a lot, but I'm so excited (laughs) for another hour, but that would be (laughs) just realize the significance of YouTube, how big that audience is and how much bigger it's going to continue to grow as like billions of people get connected to the internet. And Mm -hmm. always remember that someone is searching for something every millisecond of every day. And if you're the one adding value to that search, game over. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, we'd like to also issue your challenge, uh, your audience, a challenge really, because, um, and let's make social media simple. I think that we really overthink getting started on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so um, everybody's got a smartphone listening as my guess. And uh, maybe if it's pretty big, you have a pop socket on it, like uh, Benji and I, so you can get (laughs) that, that like better grip on it when you're holding your phone out there. And, um, what I would actually challenge everybody is actually, I'm going to, I'm going to say the next 48 hours, oh, I want yes. your first YouTube video going up and, uh, just that. go to a place with maybe some outdoor lighting, but it's quiet. Turn the phone on yourself. And here's a template for your video. Introduce yourself. Um, say something funny about, you know, I love dogs. I got two chihuahuas and I help people with social media, whatever it is you do. And then maybe mention, Hey, I'm just kind of getting started here on YouTube, but I'm also over on Instagram. Here's just kind of what I'm doing. Um, and shoot a one to two minute video on your phone widescreen and then upload it and post it to YouTube. And, and maybe if you don't have a YouTube channel yet, then start your YouTube channel, go to Google and start a YouTube channel with your Gmail address. And, and now you've got one video up there. You put that title in there, but keep it simple because here's the thing that you, that could be terrifying. People are like, wait a minute, 48 hours. I'm (laughs) I'm challenging you. We're challenging you the next 48 hours. Cause here's the thing you could do with that video. Number one, you could put it up on YouTube. We're not even saying you have to make it public. Just upload it, yeah. title it. But then at that point, maybe make it public. Guess what? Later on, if you want to make it private and just take it down, you can. But you really got to kind of walk before you run. And mm-hmm. we overthink. YouTube does have a lot of steps. So just get in it and yeah. get your channel avatar, get that nice headshot that you have on all your other profile, profiles. Maybe that'll take your YouTube channel. Maybe it needs some spring cleaning. You haven't been there in a while and you've only used it to comment and engage. Mm-hmm. Just like other influencers, it's important to note or other platforms that comments can get thumbs up and you can meet people by just being active in the community. And you should, just like you can meet other influencers or network on Twitter. And so keep it basic. The challenge is grab your phone, shoot that introductory video, keep it under two minutes, post that on your channel, and then get YouTube secrets. And we'll, t- we'll hold your hand through the next couple <laughs> steps. I love it. I love the challenge. It's been a great interview, guys. Thank you so, so much. And as always in my show notes, you can go and get the links to all these guys' things. I will hook everything up and there's a lot. Like I've been looking, there is a lot of stuff. So I will direct you to all these different uh, YouTube channels and all their stuff and obviously their book. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. I've had a blast. Appreciate it, Teresa. Thank you so much. Wasn't that good? I really enjoyed talking to those guys. They were really, really nice. Do you know what? I hadn't actually ever met them before and I had done my research before, obviously I interviewed them, but they were recommended to me. So for me, it was a really interesting one to interview someone that I didn't know a lot about other than what research I'd done online. So they were really nice. I really enjoyed speaking to them. And actually we chatted for a little bit after the podcast as well, just about what events we're going to be at and where we might cross paths and things. So I'm really excited about getting to know those guys further. But I love the way that they gave us the outline of the things that they think about when they're putting together their YouTube channels. So words like integrity and patience, quality, adding that value and respect. I love those. I think Not only are they great philosophies in life, but I thought these were really nice that they think about the content that they're putting out on YouTube with those in mind as well. And also, 
And something that I try and embrace all the time, and it's a constant battle, I have to say, but the whole batching content, the whole thinking of your content as a much wider thing. So I love the thing that Sean said where he spoke to the lady and had suggested that she came up with 10 things and then literally did a video for each one of those things. Often, I think we are so um, overwhelmed by trying to come up with content ideas when actually we're probably putting way too much into it. And if we just simplified it, then we could address some really good bits of content without having to go into long and arduous kind of masses of content and, and things that you have to put out there. So I really enjoyed this one. I thought these guys were great. So next week, I have another cool interview for you. And I alluded to it slightly earlier in the intro that we're going to be talking about Pinterest. Now, I know there's going to be people out there thinking, oh, I'll give that one a miss. Uh, Pinterest isn't for me. I don't use it for my business. Well, I've done two interviews now on Pinterest. This is the first of, of two that I'm going to play you, um, two different people. And both of them blew my mind. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I sat here and thought, what on earth have I been doing? Why am I not using this platform the way I should be using it? Why am I not using it as a tool in order to drive traffic to my website? Because actually Pinterest is the most effective platform to do this. It's so good. And some of the stuff they told me, some of the stats they gave me blew my mind. So I'm really hoping you'll join me for that one next week. It's a really good one. I say this every week, but I promise they are. I wouldn't play them otherwise. So come and join me next week. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch, because I have the most loveliest messages sent to me and I love and reply to every single one of them. And I honestly swear it makes my day. I had one the other day, you know, when you're having a really tough day and my husband's away working and I'm trying to run around with the kids and I'm sick of waking up with a grumpy faced teenager and a nine year old that takes forever to do whatever I ask her to do. And I have to ask her 20 times to brush her teeth. So when you're having a day like that and then you get a message out of the blue, DM me on Instagram and this lovely lady told me what an inspiration I was. And honestly, I could have just cried. It was amazing. It was so, so good. So please let me know what you think. I love to hear from you and I will see you this time next week. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath-Waring from TeresaHeathWaring.com. 